Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. Benjamin Kissel here with uh, Travis Morningstar. After after Australia, I think Marcus will be coming back. But right now, it's Travis. So, hey, you know what? Soak it in, folks. One more time. (laughs) And you'll be back, of course. Forever and ever and ever, because we've included you in our cocoon of happiness. Yes, here at the Last Podcast Network, and it is it is Trump's birthday today. Is it Trump's, it birthday? Is Trump's birthday? Oh my god, I can't believe it! Uh, and I would say to celebrate it, there's this great article in the New Republic. Uh-huh. Called, um, uh huh. It is called "The Man Who Was Upset," and <laughs> <laughs> by David Roth, who is great. And uh, okay. in this article, you can learn all about. Trump takeover the ultimate power trip which was a planned cartoon <laughs> revolving around Donald Trump into it, 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 this was going to happen in 2006 before it was scrapped but really? it was about Donald Trump going around the world and solving all of the business problems in the world like no kid yeah and the first episode was going to be about him sort of taking charge of the New York Yankees and fixing mm. their they're obviously a horrible career. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. You, If there's one sports team that needs to be fixed, it's the New York Yankees. But Of but, course, they're not doing good enough. But I'm, I'm looking at the uh, some of the concept art for this show. I see that. Okay. It, Very Melania's there with a little baby. Uh, what's the name of that kid of theirs? Uh, Byron, By- Boron, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, graphite. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, some of these... These Baron, are like I think it is. These are like um, cuneiform tablets, like predicting alien invasions. Like so, so, there's a picture of Donald Trump with his arms crossed in an authoritarian way. Melania is touching his shoulder. Little weird Baron is down there, and people are clapping. They look to be Ivanka Trump, and then it looks to be that psychopath Betsy DeVos and uh, Rupert Murdoch or something like that. And Donald Trump is standing in front of the American flag. So you're telling me that cartoonists, yes, not just the Simpson cartoonists, but just every cartoonist predicted the rise of Donald Trump. Exactly, yeah. Huh. Well, well, in this case, it was an ad agency that was creating this cartoon called The Creativity Zone, wow. based out of Long Island. It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I think of The Creativity Zone, <laughs> I only think of, uh, of Long Island. Strong Island, as some but people check, call it. But check out this article and read a little bit about this cartoon that was going to happen. And I think in the, the article makes the point. Right. Had this had this cartoon actually premiered on TV, uh-huh. we would have had a better idea of exactly the type of cartoonish character that we were dealing with. I and, love it. And not and not sort of treat him as an actual real person. Hey man, maybe or else it could have just been another log on the fu- on the fire that is Donald Trump where people are just like, "See, even in animated form he can solve all of the world's problems." Can you imagine? How bad the Yankees would be if Donald Trump was in charge of the Yankees. I think that family, what was it, the Steinbrenner family, yes. whatever the hell, they're doing pretty freaking good with the damn Yankees. No, no. Trump needed to to get in there and, and really shake things up. Unbelievable. All right. Well, we have some stories to get to today. You know, everyone everyone on the mainstream media, they're talking about this Iran uh tanker attack whatever we'll get into that perhaps later on uh europe is being like yo let's be cautious here because europe is like i don't even know who our friends are anymore so uh, let's not have a war with iran and america 
it's not going to escalate any further. It's just television. Are you sure, are you sure about that? I'm pretty certain. Are you sure? I will say. I'm pretty they, certain. The, we did just get, we, we're seeing black and white grainy footage of what appears to be Iranian soldiers placing mines on the side of boats. And this reminds mm-hmm. me that in 2008, Dick Cheney had a behind the scenes conversation with CIA chiefs about dressing up U.S. soldiers as Iranian soldiers, right. putting them on Iranian speedboats, <laughs> and then shooting at them to escalate tensions in the oh. in that region. So this is just another, just another, as you yeah. said, another log I'm gonna on wait. the fire. I'm going to wait until we get a little bit more evidence than what's being said on uh, on television before but I, this has been a will before they, I won't start they, going crazy. This has been a will-they-won't-they they romance for yeah. so long. I know. So that happened, but I want to talk about some legislation that is happening in this country that uh, you know folks it just is today might be an episode where you say did i need to be angry well it turns out you did Mm -hmm. uh because today's episode we got a couple of stories that are you know just could not make you feel too happy but at the same time uh, we have to remember the election is also coming up which might not make you happy either i don't know we're just trying to make the half a million people that listen to this show happy Okay, that's all we're doing. There's half a million people listening right now? Right now. I'm calling it. Um, So, yes, we got the Democrats. Uh, They also have, we found out who made the debates. So we'll talk about that towards the end. But first, I want to talk about some uh, some legislation that's being passed that, uh, quite frankly, quite frankly, I do not believe is good legislation. I also want to talk about what's going on here in Michigan the Flint, Michigan water crisis. I mean, everyone involved should be in jail. Everyone involved should be charged with manslaughter. The countless amounts of children and families that are going to be devastated for the foreseeable like timeline of their family's existence, because they say regarding lead poisoning, that it will be seen in with three generations that pass. So you got a kid, got a bunch of lead poisoning, they grow up, they got a kid, that kid is going to have lead poisoning, and then their kid is going to have lead poisoning as well. They say it just lasts so long within a uh, within a family's history. So and it's crazy. Maybe one day we will see a president who has lead, with poisoning. lead poisoning. Wouldn't that be great? Honestly. So Michigan prosecutors, they have dismissed all the charges in the Flint water investigation. So I'm going to talk about that here in a second. But first, Donald Trump, his administration, they want to lower or limit the aid for low-income Americans. This is a look at his proposals. Because you know what? When you think about like who has it too good, who is having too much fun, who is doing the thing where it's just like living the high life, yes. it's these low-income Americans. And if we don't start limiting the amount of joy that they have in their lives, they might actually smile. Uh, so, this is according to NPR. If you're poor or low income in the U.S., and if you happen to use government safety net programs like my little foster brother does, mm-hmm. 25 years old now, 26. We had him since he was two. I cannot believe how old Michael is. But he is on... A thing called Badger Care in Wisconsin. It's a great, actually a very good uh, government safety net program. Provides, you know, a limited amount of food. It's not like these people are going to Outback Steakhouse every Friday. Mm -hmm. They're not eating amazing food. Although what I do with my little brother is he'll call me and be like, Ben, I'm hungry. And which breaks my heart. I'm like, just tell me that you tell me before you're hungry. And then I can order him Pizza Hut pizza. From Brooklyn, New York, get it sent to his place in Wisconsin. Obviously, the pizza place is in Stevens Point, Wisconsin right. as well. And then uh, he can get a bunch of food from me, which why, I think is very why fun. Why does your brother have the same voice as Puffin? Well, it's really the only voice that I can okay. do for things. That I, I just want to clarify. It's my for voice the... for cute things that I love. <laughs> okay. And Michael, although not maybe cute, but I do love him. Um, I don't know. Badger care sounds very, very cute. That's Wisconsin, baby. Yeah. Wisconsin Badgers. I don't know what a badger sounds like. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a panther from Milwaukee, so I'm like, Rawr. but a but a badger, like the Wisconsin badger, I don't know what they sound like. Confirmed. Ben is a furry. <laughs> so anyway, I have a personal connection with the need for assistance when it comes to people who are low income. All of the foster kids that we used to take in, 
benefited greatly from a program called Head Start. Yes. Which was, you know, gave them food, gave, uh, you know, education, uh, gave them a place to be. Well, uh, we were at school, whatever it might be. And that was a great government assistance program that helped a lot of people, kept them off the streets and saved a lot of lives, both the people that it helps, but also when you throw people away, they're on the streets. Yeah. Uh, and when people are desperate, they do desperate things. And that can oftentimes lead to a bunch of violence. So I recommend keeping social safety net programs in place. So most of these changes, they are still pending. But Donald Trump, what he has proposed, he wants stricter enforcement of SNAP, the work requirement, um, because this is Donald Trump saying we're going to get them back to work. And, and you know how easy it is. It's just so easy to find a job. Yeah. You know, in this economy that's just being overtaken by automation, force them to have a job in an area where there are no jobs, like Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, not to harken back to that constantly as my example of a low-income community, but let's be honest, it's pretty indicative of poor communities across this country. Yeah. So, Donald Trump, stricter enforcement of SNAP work requirement. He wants to rescind regulation on payday loan lenders, which basically really? means, God, you can't even make this stuff up. Predatory loan companies should not be legal. I'm just going to say it. My little brother, not the, con this is just my little case study. My little brother would, you know, of course, you know, not having a lot of means, he was totally preyed on by these types of people, Absolutely. by these types of companies. Uh, you do the thing where, you know, they'll he, he when he was really broke, and this is, you know, he wasn't telling me this stuff, so now we've worked a lot of this stuff out, but he would go and pawn his Xbox or something, right? Get 50 bucks for it. And so now he got his 50 bucks so he can buy some food. Okay, he gets a little paycheck from Walmart where he was working, and now he can buy that back for 100 bucks. And he was just doing this cycle over and over yeah, and over your again. Your whole life becomes the gift of the Magi, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the fact that Donald Trump wants to rescind regulations on payday loan companies is abhorrent. There's a great documentary called Dirty Money. Yes. Dirty Money. Because money is filthy. It's full of human feces and cocaine. But this is more symbolic. We're talking uh, corruption. We're talking... What's uh, the word here? Not symbolic. Figurative. Figurative. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. So he wants to rescind regulation on payday loan lenders, which is absolutely horrible. He wants to make it harder for recipients to get green cards. Yes. Isn't that nice? And lastly, he wants to make it harder for benefit recipients to get green cards. So isn't that nice, the way that he's just... You know, Donald Trump, he's struggled in his life. He knows what it's like to go without. Yeah. I mean, he only got a million-dollar loan. Let's not forget, it was only a million-dollar loan. I do honestly, I do wish that Donald Trump would just have spent one day in his life struggling. Just one. Like, the idea... Yeah. just to, the, This whole thing comes from the concept that somehow poor or low-income people are living the dream. I mean, you think about this, Travis. We go to the airport quite regularly. Oh, yeah, it's a great time. And we, we're on our Delta. Delta. We're on our Delta flight. And you see the people who are not uh, maybe not making as much money um, on Frontier Airlines or Spirit Airlines. Spirit, I, I weep for those people. It's I mean, horrible. they really are taking their life in their own hands. There. They are. The planes aren't done yet. They're literally under construction. And they're like, let's put it 30,000 feet in the sky. At one point on a on a Spirit Airline flight, there there was a woman with and this uh, something I saw on the internet, so I don't know, but there was a chick who had a Dolce Gabbana bag. Yes, and then she's like, "You got to put your Dolce." And the stewardess was like, "You got to put your Dolce Gabbana bag up in uh you know in in the old storage there." And we know it's fake because you're on Spirit, so everyone just treats you like dog shit. And the thing about Spirit Airlines is, they nickel and dime you. Yeah, so you got to pay for carry on. By the time you're done with the trip. You've already paid about the same you would for a Delta regular seat, about a Delta economy seat. Poor people get bilked every step of the way. Yeah, and Trump is like Trump is like every guy on Twitter who's like, why why pay rent when you could pay mortgage on a yacht? I don't understand. Why? Why? Exactly. So people estimate 
it'll be damn near a million SNAP recipients. 750,000 SNAP recipients would likely have their benefits cut off because they would be unable to find a job or otherwise meet the requirements. And also, the Department of Agriculture is weighing a rule to make it harder for people to qualify for both SNAP and other welfare assistance. Currently, states have the flexibility to waive asset and income limits for those who get both food stamps and benefits from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program. Anti-poverty advocates argue that changing that would penalize hundreds of thousands of working poor families by taking away their food aid just as they start earning enough money to pay for other living expenses such as childcare and housing. This is why when we talk about the wealth gap, when we talk about income inequality, this all plays into that. So now finally, finally, you got your job, you're making maybe 19,000 bucks a year, just enough to pay rent, just enough, you know, maybe pay some bills, keep the lights on, keep the gas on. The only thing you need is a little help with food. And next thing you know, they pull that rug from underneath you. And now what do you have to do? You have to sacrifice even further. Do you sacrifice your lights? Do you sacrifice your gas? Do you, what do you sacrifice? This makes it so hard for anyone who just barely makes it, who just barely makes it past extreme, extreme poverty. And they're still right there. It's very fragile. It's very hard to have a steady, stable base. You know, when you just get past, it can you can go down in a goddamn heartbeat. You can go right back to the bottom in a damn heartbeat. So the idea that they would start cutting their funding after they reached a certain point of like, okay, you're doing your job. You're getting some cash. Instead of rewarding that behavior, they're, they are disincentivizing people to actually go out and get work. That's the great irony about all of this. Yeah. And that's the major problem with our entire food stamp system. So they make arbitrary numbers up. So you'd be like, all right, if you make past 20K, your daycare costs are going to go up, your food costs, we're not going to help you with that anymore. So a lot of times people will say, well, all right, I mean, I guess I'm just going to stay at the 15,000 mark or not try to get a job at all. Because if I do get just the smallest amount of employment, next thing you know, my life has become more difficult and I'm working. So now my kids are at home doing God knows what. You know, when we talk about, uh, you know, latchkey kids, this is one of the reasons it's, it exists because parents have got to go to work. So we need to find a system that incentivizes people to get jobs. And when they get those jobs, we need to have a system that takes care of them as, as long as it takes to get them solidified in that now new. I mean, even the, the money that I'm talking about is still lower middle class. Actually, that's still poverty, 20,000. But we need to incentivize people to work, and we shouldn't be stripping away all of the benefits that they got because they did exactly what the government has asked them to do, which is get a freaking job. Yeah. So they're really damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah, it's almost like the government is disgusted by poor people. Oh, almost. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I know. What a, what a shocker. No one really has time to go to the post office. You're busy. Who's got the time for all that traffic, parking, lugging all your mail and packages? I sure don't. It's a real hassle. That's why you need Stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. post office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get $0.05 cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses like the last podcast network 
alreadyusestamps.com. It saves our employees a ton of time so we can focus on bringing you the shows you love. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Top Hat. That's stamps.com. Enter Top Hat. So the Office of Management and Budget is considering whether to reallocate the official poverty line using a different inflation measure, one that many economists say would paint a more accurate picture of the price increases that consumers face, but critics say the change would not reflect how inflation affects low and moderate income families and over time would lead to millions of people seeing their government benefits such as SNAP, Medicaid, energy assistance, and school lunches reduced or eliminated. The Obama and George W. Bush administrations tried to make similar changes in the poverty line calculation with no luck. So we need to help these people Specifically, the people that are doing everything the government has asked them to do. So this is this is one of those moments. Uh, this is one of those policies that really remind us that uh, this administration it, it's just not thinking about. It doesn't understand. It's not looking out for the people who this who the government needs to help the most. Yeah, you know that's all. I'm not. I mean, and you know me. I'm not like. Oh, I want, you know, I want all the, the government to pay for everything and all these, whatever. But the fact of the matter is we need safety net programs in place because, you know what I'm going to say? Not even safety net. You know what we need? Safety trampoline. We need safety trampoline programs in place. We need to let these people, uh, you know, hit that trampoline, jump up and start making actual money because i mean you know these families travis we didn't grow up rich yeah i mean um, I, I survived on school lunch programs right. and like the summer lunch program you know i had to in order to eat each week i had to read a goosebump book uh, right. and then get get rewarded for proving that i had re- i had read uh you know uh slappy's revenge or whatever well i mean slappy had a lot of reasons to be angry yeah of course naturally well you, people confuse him for a puppet when he's actually a doll Oh, of course. And if you want to hear more of that, uh, listen to Molly Neffel on page seven. She'll explain a lot about the difference between puppets and dolls, specifically in their live show that they did with Wizard of the Bruiser at the Bell House this past, what was that, two weeks ago? Two weeks, yeah. It was great. Anyway, Molly Neffel, great. Listen to her on uh, page seven. And also, she has a great political show with her brother, John Neffel. Uh, and Molly is a genius. She should actually be on the show again soon. Yeah, isn't she like a political savant? She is. She's very smart. She's a good friend of mine. So again, Trump wants to lower aid for low-income Americans, and those are just a few ways of how he intends to do it. So it's it's just, again, just, just to wrap that up, stricter enforcement of SNAP work requirement, rescind regulation on payday loan lenders, and make it harder for benefit recipients to get green cards. So that is one story that I know has some people aggravated and angry. And this is why we have to be aware of these stories. Because as the television news, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't hear about this story. I don't even know how I stumbled upon this story. No, yeah. And uh, I didn't hear about the story at all. And instead, I, I was reading this story out of Fox 6 News. Um, alligator swimming in a Texas lake has knife in head. Well, that's a great story as well. That's a good side story story. Yeah. And the alligator does have a knife, has a knife in, in its head. head. But I did not hear about this one that you're talking about because I was su- too distracted <laughs> by the alligator with a knife stuck in its head. Uh, well, there's room for in our minds for a lot. So I'm really prepared to talk about this alligator with a knife stuck in its head. <laughs> but when it comes to SNAP programs, I'm at a disadvantage. Of course. Um, all right. Let's go into a little bit more here of, of stories that really do uh, that, that break my heart. Donald Trump. He has an anti-LGBTQ agenda when it comes to foster parents. This is disgusting. So. 
The Department of Health and Human Services, they've been rolling back the transgender protections uh, that the Obama administration put in place, but they're not just doing that. They are also saying that same-sex couples seeking to open their hearts and homes to children in the foster care system will not be allowed to. So it would be uh, around 440,000 children in government care need families right now. 440,000 children in government care need families now. And the Trump administration has said that they do not want those children to go to loving homes if those homes are same-sex couples. So how is this possible? How can the government discriminate? Oh, I mean, just this is open discrimination, right? Yeah, of course. Well, it's because, as everything in this country, there's a subcontractor involved. The subcontractor in this case is Miracle Hill Ministries. Miracle Hill. It sounds like a great place for, it sounds like a turkey company. Doesn't it sound like a place that makes like uh, good sliced ham? Well, is or there's Heaven Hill, which is a whiskey. Mm. Oh. Um, Miracle Hill Ministries. Uh, this is the largest taxpayer funded. So, hey, all right, where's our money going? There you go. It's going to Miracle Hill Ministries. Of course, they are a state contracted foster care agency. Now, this foster care agency is located in the beautiful state of South Carolina. So it excludes any family that does not adhere to their evangelical Protestant Christian beliefs. And of course, that has a negative impact on same-sex couples wanting uh, to take in children who are in need. And you know, This is just so sad and disgusting because, let's be honest, a lot of these foster care kids, many of them are uh, queer. Many of them are uh, LGBT. Many of them are uh, in need of someone other than a puritanical religious tyrant to take care of them when they get into the foster care system. Can you imagine that? You're in the foster care system, and you have to go to a Protestant Christian home. I mean, you're gonna get beat. It's gonna. It's like a freaking horror movie. It is. It's like. It, it's like if if you ever saw the movie The Visit with yes. those two old people. But uh, just imagine those are your foster parents, and you're and you're supposed to trust them, and the state is like thanking them and paying them money, by the way, to take care of you. This is just any. We are in such dire straits when it comes to these children that are in need they are so there are so many children in need of help and the idea that the state of south carolina and this is not the only state to do it the idea that they would shut the door on certain homes that want to take in foster kids is fucking disgusting yeah and you know these kids again i mean not to harp on it too much i think you all agree with me on this but a loving home is a loving home and if it happens to be two dads two moms Hell, even three moms and three dads. I don't fucking care. These kids need help. Uh, they need they need a loving family, and I guarantee you, these children aren't gonna care if they're being fed by two moms. Oh my, they're not gonna reject the food or the bedding or the comfort of home. The, unless the foster kids are like the like young priests or young ministers, who, right? Who ha- who hold deeply religious beliefs as like six year olds. Okay, so how did this even happen, right? Because I was talking about how the federal government cannot discriminate based on sexual orientation. Well, it turns out there's a small caveat. All you got to do is ask. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster, he asked Trump's Housing and Homeland Security for a waiver from the regulation. Literally, this guy, the governor of South South Carolina, just asked, can we can we just be bigots? Can we just can, do you mind? We're just going to go do. Be, can we be bigots? And then the Trump administration is like, go ahead. You can be a bigot. Sure. Go for it. So they asked for a waiver. And of course, the administration obliged. As a result, Miracle Hill has been given a license to discriminate. So read this article. There's a lot of different case studies. Um, it's really interesting. It's super, super sad because there are a lot of children in that area that need homes in South Carolina. Speaking of poverty, mm-hmm. and and speaking of the need for for you know safety trampoline programs, and speaking of the need for foster care, you know this South Carolina is a perfect storm for poverty. It's a perfect storm for kids to just have nowhere else to turn 
And then you wonder why violence exists on the streets. You wonder why we see more murders in places of low income. You see more, you know, crime rates up in places of low income. There are reasons for these human behaviors. And these human behaviors don't just come out of the ether. This happens because policies are in place that in the minds of people, these people, forces them into a direction. Now, they're still not making the right choice to go act violently or to go steal. But push comes to shove. When you feel like your back is against the wall, when you feel like you're being totally screwed over by the entire establishment, by the entire system, yeah, that's going to breed some contempt. Sure. When When you have a boot on your neck, figuratively with these policies yeah you're gonna lash out or you're gonna lash out out of desperation and you're not and and the thing is all of us were i mean we've all done horrible things as kids we used to steal all the time when i was a kid i was a kleptomaniac well you gotta be there's before cameras well actually not for you you had the cameras you're more dangerous than i am yeah i stopped stealing once all the gas stations started getting cameras well what i did was uh, you know i don't know if you remember this promo but uh mountain dew had underneath the bottle cap you could get one free bottle of Mountain Dew if you check the right bottle cap. So I would uh, spend half an hour looking underneath the, oh. the bottle and uh, and making sure I got the free bottle of soda. What? That's just smart. That's just playing the game. Well, and then I would also open packs of Pokemon cards and slip them up my sleeve. Oh, you gotta out. have fun. You stole Pokemon cards? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I stole Pokemon everything. Pajamas, DVDs. <laughs> I'm 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 30. I'm I'm well yeah. within that age. To I did steal. snort laugh at that because I didn't I didn't realize you were still in Pokemon. I cars, mean, but. this was a. I'm 30. You're you're 37. This, I know. This well, is we're a different stealing generation. I would have never stolen Pokemon cards. Yeah, we're of different generations of thie- I smoke thievery. cigarettes and alcohol. Okay, well, <laughs> you do have me be there. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, no, and we would steal signs. Um, like, if we were, like, driving down the street and it said Ben's Lane, I would be like, oh, I want that. And then would be like, oh, that's Henry's Road. He'd be like, we better go get that, my friend. Or Peter's Peter's Drive. Yeah, yours is more of, like, a... Technically uh, felonies. Like, something a Stephen King character would steal. Like, we you know, had fun. Yeah, mine... Can w- children not have fun mine anymore? Mine soda and video games and cards and stuff mine was just more like soda addled uh, brain of a of a 12 year old in in the year 2000 yes well there was a reason after columbine all of my friends were expelled other than me because i had charm and i had wit your friends dylan claybold and no eric harris and dylan were not my friends i grew up in wisconsin not in colorado (laughs) okay you bastard no my no we never did anything violent actually we were we were just we liked to party that was it nothing violent why am i defending myself again you're not my vice principal (laughs) We oh like to God. party. It wasn't violent. No, this, we didn't have. We never like, fought. We never fought. This is your cameo on Law and Order. Like we just like to party, man. We it wasn't like, violent. Yeah. It didn't start violent. Meanwhile, there's a corpse in the <laughs> tub bleeding out. Anyway, but yes, give these give these kids a shot. Give them a chance. That's all I'm gonna say. You got that. You you got them being totally screwed over on every single level. And then where do these kids go? We talk about the pipeline to prison as well. That's the pipeline to prison. That's it. Next thing you know, they stole something for the third time. They got 25 years incarcerated. They end up uh, stabbing someone because they got to protect themselves. Next thing you know, they got a murder sentence and they're there for life. And all of these and all of these prison systems, all of these prison corporations, all these private prisons, they're making bank money on the on the lives of children, which is so, so sad. I really I every day I, I think, how did I not end up just like jailed and then like a series of calamitous events uh, transpired to the point well, where I would never, you know, I wouldn't be in New York no. doing pod, like independent media. Oh, I think about that all the time. We used to drink and drive so much where I'm from. I mean, we, you know, again, we were never violent, but yeah, theoretically, a lot of things could have gone wrong. Yeah, I mean, thank I was God in, they didn't. I was in Kansas. It was, probably has a lot to do with the fact that I'm a cherubic white boy, but of course, uh, yeah, it, it is course. crazy how. Being on the lower rung of mm-hmm. society, you can easily pinball yourself into oh, absolutely. into I, a place that you cannot escape from. I firmly believe that if I grew up black and poor, I would be in prison because I was doing things that they were doing. But because perhaps of my pigmentation and uh, because I was middle class, perhaps uh, the cops didn't pull me over when they should have or could have. Uh, because God knows if they did it on a Friday or Saturday night from the ages of uh, maybe 15 to 17, they would have a good chance of getting a DUI on their on their old books there. So You've been pulled over drunk driving? No, I've never. Only one time. I got a DUI when I was 19, but that was 
strangely to say, I was the most sober I ever drove. Wow. Drunk, but I also wasn't drunk. I blew a, uh, but I was 19, so you can't blow anything. I blew like a point zero five or something. So what? I wasn't even legally drunk. Interesting. But because I wasn't 21, I still got a DUI. Right. But yeah, that was, again, lucky as hell. So, you know, anyway, my heart goes out to these people. And uh, every child deserves a chance. That's all I'm saying. Every kiss begins with K. Yes. And, uh, and of course, child slave labor in Africa. What If you are going to get a diamond ring, don't get it from K Jewelers. <laughs> don't get it from yes. Jared's. Yes. Don't get it from what's the other jackassy one. Not unless you got your diamond ring from there, in which case, congratulations on your marriage and your engagement. But they really, Zales. Zales, yeah. Those are all, those are blood diamonds. Yeah. Those are all blood diamonds. Be careful. For a world in which everything from our jobs to banking to television and our social lives take place online, a lot of us still have terrible Wi-Fi. But that's understandable. The single router model just doesn't work for our increasingly high bandwidth world. It's simple physics. Like light waves, Wi-Fi waves don't go through walls well. Imagine expecting your living room light bulb to light up your master bedroom. What you need is a distributed system the type offices have. Now those systems are pretty pricey and take a lot of work or they did up until now. With Eero, you can install an enterprise grade Wi-Fi system in your home in just a few minutes. If you're like me, managing Wi-Fi routers is a huge headache. So the Eero app lets you manage your network from the palm of your hand. So you'll know how many devices are connected at any given point, as well as the internet speed that you are getting from your service provider. Plus, Eero makes creating and sharing a guest network incredibly easy, and you get total network protection. Eero Plus offers the ability to block malicious and unwanted content across your entire network. And by checking the sites you visit against a database of millions of known threats, Eero Plus prevents you from accidentally visiting malicious sites without slowing anything down. Eero Plus automatically tags sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content so you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit right in the Eero app and get rid of annoying ads and pop-ups on all your devices. With Eero Plus, ad blocking improves load times for ad-heavy sites so you can browse and stream faster than before. Did you know traditional routers don't push software updates to their customers, so they're left vulnerable to cyber attacks? That's why Eero updates automatically, so you always have the latest features and the latest home security at all times. That includes third-party security apps like VPN protection from Encrypt.me, password management from 1Password, antivirus software from Malwarebytes, and more. I got the chance to try out Eero and I'm incredibly impressed. It really has incredible coverage, even in my apartment where I always, truly always get terrible Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi blind spots I used to have are gone. Most importantly, it was so easy to set up. I was able to do it in just a few minutes and I love their incredible customer service. If you have any issues, you can call and get a hold of a Wi-Fi expert within 30 seconds. And if you have any worries about your other connected devices during setup, one of Eero's experts can walk you through everything. Never think about Wi-Fi again. Get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus. Visit Eero.com slash top hat and enter promo code top hat. That's E-E-R-O dot com slash top hat and enter promo code top hat. All right, just uh, just lastly here, man, Flint, Michigan, it's been since 2016. This is when they switched over the water supply in Flint. Literally, the stuff, it's poison. It's not, it's like you can't even, I don't even think you can like boil this water to be clean. I really, it's so nasty. It's so, it's so funky and gross. So prosecutors investigating the deadly lead poisoned water crisis in Flint, Michigan, they dropped all the criminal charges against eight people, including the former head of the state's health department. Now, you know me. I'm not like, lock her up, lock him up. But quite frankly, if you're, the, if you're in charge of the health department 
and under your watch, you allow something to go through where a corporation changes the way that they get water in Flint, Michigan, and the way that they change it totally poisons a town. I'm sorry. You're complicit. Someone has to be held responsible for this, and that person certainly should be. The Department of Attorney General said in a press release about the decision to dismiss the charges, said, quote, this is not a determination of any defendant's criminal responsibility. So the eight criminal cases involved various crimes, including involuntary manslaughter for failing to alert the public about an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease. This was in 2014 and 2015. And how many people died from Legionnaire's disease? Twelve. Twelve. These people killed 12 people. Yes. These, 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 uh, these officials, these people who are supposed to be looking out for the folks killed 12 innocent people. The outbreak occurred at the same time Flint's water system was contaminated with lead. Among those charged was a dude named Nick Lyon, who was the director of the Michigan Health Department. Lyon was charged with involuntary manslaughter. So this is according to Special Agent Jeff Sempenko. He told a judge that Lyon was made aware of the outbreak in January of 2015 but did not alert the public until nearly a year later. Is this Nick Lying is his name? It's L-Y-O-N, but yes, Lion. This yeah. is, it's beyond parody. It, it, it really is. He waited a year. He, fa- I mean, all this person had, what was, why, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, what do you do? Do you just like ostrich? Do you just like bury your he- uh, head in the sand and be like, this is going to go away. It's going to go away. This has got to go away. A year later, oh, 12 people are dead. Maybe it's time to alert the public. I just don't understand the incompetence. It's criminal incompetence. Yeah, but Nick I mean, Lyon. this goes to a bigger point, I think, is like power begets power and power is it, it self-enforces itself. So it doesn't need to address your concerns. It doesn't need to like be held responsible because it, it's just such a monolithic. It's a monolithic thing. So like it's unbelievable. I, it, this is completely tangential, but I, I was just reading about uh, Michael Palomar, who is actually a New York City Parks like commissioner. Okay, he's make he makes like one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. This guy is like got charged dead to rights with like sexual harassment and okay. and and misconduct and all this stuff. And much like bishops in the Catholic Church, they just sort of get moved to an, another diocese. The same thing happened here. Like oh my god, it does. There's no like there is no. <laughs> there is no responsibility taken in these in these what is maybe not considered super powerful positions, right? But it is a position of power. Hey, man, you wonder why we can't get legislation passed in this state that the similar legislation they passed in Pennsylvania regarding opening up the files on child sexual abuse within the Catholic Church, or just in general, uh, opening up allowing people. Uh, a little bit more time to come forward if they forward if they were sexually abused as children. The only two groups op- opposing that law in New York State are the Hasidic Jewish community and the Catholic Church. Yeah, that is it. Why? Because they have a lot of buddies or themselves. They know someone or themselves who have committed these crimes. So they say, "Oh, we need to be fair. We shouldn't prosecute too much here." Okay. Yeah, but give it, me a freaking break. It is interesting how you can do horrible things in these in these positions and still like all you do is have your maybe your power your sort of title changed or maybe. or something like right. that. There's never sort of an actual like top down enforcement of rules or like yes. uh, justice being being served. And even with like um, Secretary uh, of Homeland Security Kirsten Nielsen, she like caged children. Yeah, yeah, she's and now be fine. she will go on to perhaps a um, a lobbying firm, a lobbying firm, or even like a TV uh, personality role. Very possible. Uh, and the same thing with Kellyanne Conway. Very you possible. Know, they, CNN is very much just sort of like uh, you know uh, Kellyanne's gonna have a television. She's gonna show, have a CNN a show. Yeah, because um, they've already they did like a Women of Power segment on right. CNN for her. It's like no, this person. It, did wrong and she's morally bankrupt but yet we're going to keep her seat warm at at cnn or whatever uh news news station she falls sarah huckabee sanders the exact exact same thing i go on dana perino's show on a regular basis on fox news she was the press secretary for george w bush i've talked about it a little bit with her but yeah that's what happens she was forced to lie when she was a press secretary there's no denying that or 
spin, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, but of course, that is that is the job of White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I will say, took it even to a next level yes. other than the people uh, under W. And, you know, there's misinformation you, there, you, to say the least. Once you pass the threshold of being in a powerful position... All bets are off, it seems. Absolutely. And it, and it just goes to the point of this this Flint thing. This Flint, Michigan, Mr. Mister Lion. Indeed, he was Lion, and uh, he should be incarcerated. Um, so the city of Flint, let's just go back here just, just a second, began using the Flint River as its water supply in 2014. It did not treat it for corrosion after lead from old plumbing seeped into the water. So they knew this shit was happening. They knew it was, they knew uh, the water was toxic. They just did not treat it. Some experts have said that contaminated water led to the outbreak of Legionnaires' disease, which is it sucks. It's like it's like super. It's like super. It's like stero- It's like pneumonia on steroids. Oh, I was gonna say like super athlete's foot. Super athlete's foot, and it's caused, of course, by the bacteria in the water. Um, so in 2014 and 2015, nearly 100 cases of the disease in the Flint area were reported, resulting in the deaths and sickening of another, not just the original 12, this is another 72 people. It really is. It's something, it's just absolutely horrible. And I think that these people should be held accountable. And this is just further, this is just something that people who are committing Heinous acts in government will look at and say, well, why should we change? No, we're not. Course. We're going to be off. We're going to get off on this. It doesn't matter. We're going to be just fine. The people we hurt are not powerful. Exactly. <laughs> what is the point of what is of, the point uh, holding of, our, of holding ourselves to any standard right. if we're not going to be brought to justice by these weak people? Absolutely. No, poor in this in Flint's case, a lot of brown people just like poor folks that are totally forgotten about collateral damage. So that this corporation can make a bunch of cash switching over a perfectly clean, clear crystal water supply yes. <laughs> to go to an old ass tube full of lead. That makes all the sense in the world. So Michigan prosecutors, you guys have done a horrible job. Uh, they you suck. Know, they suck. This week on Who Sucks, they <laughs> suck. Um, and um, honestly, they should be ashamed. So anyway, I told you guys this might be an aggravating episode, and I think it was. Oh my God! Just lastly here. Oh my goodness! I, I I'm getting too caught up in my uh, in my anger. Okay, the 20 Democrats before I leave here. <laughs> you know what? It's easier to say who didn't make it. Okay, so the people who did not make it were uh, Seth Moulton, Steve Bullock, Mike Gravel, and Wayne Messam. Never heard of them? Well, you'll you'll never hear of them again. If you didn't make the first debate, you're out. That's what I'm saying. You're gone. Stop. Just say, like, peace. Thank thank you for your time. I'm gone. Thank you. Who did make it? Uh, So the candidates have fulfilled one criteria. We got Michael Bennett. Uh, John Delaney, Indiana, John Hick- uh, Hickenlooper, Colorado, Tim Ryan, Eric Swalwell, who's trying to make a name for himself on television news, and the worst mayor in America, Bill de Blasio, of course, pay to play. You know what happened with Bill de Blasio? What's that? He was getting all these bribes. The people that bribed him went to jail, but the law in the state says, or the law in the, yeah, the state law says that the person who was bribed, the politician who was bribed, can't be charged. So the people that bribed him were in prison. But he accepted the, the bribe. Cannot... The bribe cannot be charged. Anyway, so people are always asking, why don't you like him? Because he's a crook and he's horrible. Oh, yeah. All right. So the 20 that did make it. Let's just, I'm going to do all 20. Oh, shit. Joe Biden. <laughs> we know that happened. Corey Booker coming to the stage. Pete Buttigieg. We should play like Mortal Kombat character select screen music over there. Julian Castro. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard. Kirsten Gillibrand. Kamala Harris. Okay. Jay Inslee, that's the dude. Now, Jay Inslee, his main thing is uh, environment. Mm-hmm. I, I would actually like to see Jay Inslee. I don't believe he's going to win the presidency, but I would like to see him have a job in a Democratic administration. Uh, maybe the EPA, something like that, as long as he can handle it well, because the EPA also has some problems with where the hell is the money going, EPA? Where's the money going? But no one could be worse than Rick Perry. <laughs> Amy Klobuchar, of course, out of Minnesota. Beto O'Rourke, who I've got to say is falling fast. My God. Of course, the Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, Mary Ann Williamson, and Andrew Yang, Yang Gang. So it is going to be 
a robust debate, I hope. They're breaking it up on a Friday and a Saturday, I believe. Ten people randomly selected for each. And uh, hopefully these debates can actually just get us some information. But, of course, in the cult of personality world that we live in right now, that is going to be what shines through the most. So we'll see who is able to stand out of the crowd. And hopefully by the next debate, we'll uh, have whittled down the field a little bit more because there's some polls in Iowa. The people in Iowa are like, there's so many. There's so many people. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like wacky races. It is. <laughs> and there are a lot of people. But anyway, so that has been uh, that has been determined. And the debates will be June 26th and June 27th. I'll be in Australia, but I'm going to watch them from down under. Yeah, you're going to be the, the lone expat at a yeah. bar at like 9 in the morning. Yang Gang! <laughs> I love Yang math. Gang. <laughs> the thing is, with Yang Gang, he has his math hat, but I'm horrible at math. So, um, no, I'll be cheering on all of them. I want uh, I want Buttigieg to show up. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait, but I'm also a political nerd, and I think most people uh, are extremely stressed out by all of this. Yeah. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love you very much. You can uh, email or uh, what is it? I mean, we don't really you can email last podcast, last podcast network, network at, at gmail.com. Gmail. You can find me on Instagram at benkissel one. Tweet at me. I'll try to look at Twitter a little bit more every now and again. Although I just the pay, I just don't like the way that look every time I look at Twitter. And I know this is like I know you've all heard this already, but it just makes me feel sad. So I just don't, I don't know. At- That's where I learned about uh, alligator and lake has knife stuck in head. Twitter does. Yeah. Twitter does have the best breaking news around. There is no denying that. As a matter of fact, let's go to Twitter right now. Let's see what the breaking news is here. Mortal Kombat uncensors one of Cabal's finishers. <laughs> oh, shit. That's what I got. No, no mention of Flint. No mention of the foster care system being in total fucking peril. No mention of anything that matters, but Mortal Kombat uncensors one of Cabal's finishers. How does this relate to Iran? You'll find out in the next episode of <laughs> Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work. Tasks are taking forever to complete. And getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.